Hey, it's Ryan Doyle from TDR's Guaranteed Money. We take a look at the latest controversy surrounding barstool sports, why crypto sports contracts will be just fine, and could you stop writing off the Miami Heat before the conference finals have even begun? That and more as Guaranteed Money gets rolling. And welcome to TDR's Guaranteed Money. I am Ryan Doyle. That is millennial entrepreneur Anthony Verrill. Nice to see you. Nice to see you as well. So, All right. uh, eventful weekend. It has been an eventful. I've got, a, I've got so much to say today. I feel salty. Yeah. I've got a lot of things on my mind today. Uh, let me just get this lawyer thing out of the way. And we'll get into the good stuff. All views on the Guaranteed Money podcast and the guests on this podcast are purely opinion. We don't have any, so don't worry about that. It's just the two of us. Uh, you should not treat any yeah. opinions expressed by us or our guests as investment advice. The views on this podcast are solely intended to be informational and are not investment advice. Uh, here's where I want to begin, young Mr. Verrill. I want to start with a conversation. And this is going to now granted, this this podcast is going to air after game one of the Eastern Conference finals has already been played. That is correct. So this is yeah. this is some big dick energy. I think the kids call this BDE you've got coming from me right now. I'm going to put it on the table. I am tired because we know what happened, right? We know what happened. There were two duds of a game played on Sunday of this past weekend. The Celtics absolutely smoked the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, yeah. And then you had the Dallas Mavericks, who we have talked about on this show way more than the Dallas Mavericks uh, deserve credit for. And yeah. they assassinated the Phoenix Suns on Sunday. Yeah. They took a the gun to their head and stamped the clip. Yeah. 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 Chris now, Paul's what career I, is over. Chris Paul, Chris Paul's done so. Like, I mean, he's talking a big game about, oh, I'm not going to retire and we'll be back. Yeah. You're not going to be back. You're, you're a one and done they story. Got fucking, they got fucking wrecked. He was, what, four from eight from the field? Like, they, like I, I, woke up to my, I looked at my phone this morning and I saw they won by 34 and I was like, what the fuck? Um, like, this actually happened? Like that was that game was a wreck last night, and and there were points where they were down forty points. Like there were parts parts yeah, of the yeah. game where you looked and you know you had Dallas going into the seventies and you had Phoenix barely limping into the thirties. It looked like a JV game. I it mean, was wild. I think I, I think this one stat says it all. I mean, Luca had twenty seven at the half, and so did the Suns. Um, that's <laughs> that's pretty much that's pretty much the game. If now, you really, let, if you really want to, yeah. Now I let can't me tell you. It. Let I mean, me tell you what yeah. really bothers me, because now we've got a, a situation where it is Miami Heat, Boston Celtics. It is Golden State Warriors, Dallas Mavericks. You know, I've got a future. It's Miami and, and Golden State in the final. I'll put that aside. This is not where that's coming from. Please, yeah. someone in the, the mainstream sports media, put some respect on the name of the Miami Heat. Because all of these write-ups, all of these prognosticators, all of these people with their, well, uh, you know, Miami's a very tough team, but Boston is the most well-put-together team of the century. I've never seen anything like this, yeah. Jim. Like, give me an, a, God, just give me a break on this. Yes, Boston is a good defensive team, but please do not sleep. If, if you're not involved in the Eastern Conference wagering-wise, put some money on the Miami Heat. This is a good team, a gritty team. Yeah. They have home court advantage. They're the number one seed for a reason. Sorry, Anthony, I'm taking up a lot of time here, but I just, it, it drives me nuts. You look at the, you know, the little graphs I they wish, put out? The little graphs I they put I out with who, who likes who? With who likes who? Yeah, Celtics, yeah. Celtics, Celtics, Celtics. Nobody has the balls to say the oh, Miami yeah, yeah. Heat. It's, they, they, they don't even belong there. They do belong there. They're a good team. Stop sleeping. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wish I had the confidence that you have. I mean, I think it's going to be a hell of a Easter Conference Finals. Um, I I wouldn't be surprised if the Celtics win, but I think oh, Miami geez. actually matches up well. 
Seriously. <laughs> like uh, this is this is me uh, this is me the Heat fan. I mean, I do think that Bam's going to be a problem if Bam plays to his potential and actually becomes a scorer and just becomes a nightmare on defense. I think the Heat win in six. If Bam doesn't show up and Horford's running wild and he's not scoring, the Heat are going to get fucking smoked. We're not going to be able to keep up with them in scoring. Lowry's not playing. I mean, you're going to need Jimmy to score 30 to 40 a night and for Bam to be a presence and the Heat win. They don't do that. I think Boston's too good. What am I doing here? Two. Two words. Two. Tyler Hero. If Tyler Hero goes off no. in this series, I- lights up. Lights out. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I love Tyler, but let's be real. I mean, they've got three versions of what Tyler is probably going to be, but are older and more experienced in Tatum, Brown, and Smart. I mean, those guys are all better than Tyler, defensively and offensively. I think, but I'm, just, I mean, I'm tired of the consistent narrative out there that this is all of a sudden going to be a. So a am I. But the problem the is, is you know why? Because it's not going to be a cakewalk, but the Heat are going to have to play very well, and they're going to have to play very well every night. And they're going to have to play that suffocating defense and Bam's going to have to score. I mean, the reason why the Celtics are getting all of the love is also because the Heat are doing this with undrafted players. They're not doing it with LeBron James and Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. I mean, we're doing it with Max Struess and Gabe Vincent. Kyle Lowry's not even healthy. Here's my case against the Celtics. And that's what this is. This is not exactly, you know, I'm not, it's not a Miami love in by any stretch. I do think they're good. I do think they're great. I do think that they have the potential. Boston's better. Boston's better than you're giving them credit for. They are. Yes. But here's, here's the thing I will say to the negative about Boston. If I haven't said enough already, who have they beat here? Really? They, they beat the Brooklyn. I mean, Nets, they dominated. Who are overrated. They dominated who are Milwaukee. Overrated. They without, dominated without Milwaukee Chris Middleton. In, but still, I mean, that's still a pretty damn good team. It's I mean, Giannis with other, like five twice. other guys no one's ever heard of. It's like Giannis playing with the yeah. witness protection program. I mean, dude, I hope you're right. I hope the Heat fucked them up. I, I, I hope the Heat close it out in five and just manhandle them. But I do think Boston is a very good team, or you're completely right, and they're about to get exposed by the number one seed. So, I mean, we're going to find out, and I'll be happy as hell if that happens. All right. And also, by the way, Miami home court advantage. Haven't lost a home game in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to put that on the table as well, because no one else in the mainstream media seems to want to talk about that narrative. So no. we'll do it because we're not we're not but all the about stars. It. But but I mean, I'm, I am right, though. Bam's got to show up and Jimmy's got to show up every night. And so does Tyler, because I mean, look who we just beat. We beat uh, the 76ers with half an Embiid. And I mean, that series obviously was dominated by Miami. And then we beat the Hawks. I mean, I think it's the Celtics are leaps and bounds better than the Hawks and the Sixers that we just sure. faced. So this is going to be a sure. test. Um, I'm excited for it, um, but I do. I kind of like Miami being the underdog. I think Jimmy's going to see that. I think the Bam's going to see that, and it's going to be Play motivation. Play uh, chippy. For them to, yeah, for them to go in there and whip their ass. Yeah, and listen, uh, you want my thoughts on the Western Conference Final? It's done in five. Uh, I don't think you're going to see Doncic do that against Steph and the boys because they just know how to. No. They just know how to handle themselves. No. It's a lot different no. experience Warriors, than beating Phoenix. Yeah. Warriors are going to walk into the finals. Yeah, they're 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 in they're in stride right now. They're clicking. Clay's playing well. Um, yeah, no one's no one in the West is beating that team. No, and I, I listen. I'm not even sure anybody in the East is beating that team. But we'll get to that. I don't uh, think perhaps. so. But I'm just going to keep. I, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, Miami's winning the championship. So until they lose the series or improve it otherwise, I got them. I got them beating the Warriors.
Let, let's talk about a story that's dominating some of the, the business end of things, because one company is taking it on the chin uh, publicly, although they are fighting back. It has to do with Barstool uh, and Dave Portnoy. Uh, it, this all stems back, just a little bit of background. It's a, about a guy named James Salinas. He's a well-known, respected better. Uh, he lives in Denver. He made a bit of a drive. I think it's about a 30-minute drive to some of the brick-and-mortar casinos in Colorado. Uh, they got a bit of a strip of them there uh, to see what he could bet on the NFL draft and explore some of the markets. Yeah. Um, he told his story on VEASAN uh, just a couple of weeks ago because he was asked by Brady Cannon about the NFL draft market, specifically that of edge rusher Kayvon Thibodeau. Uh, he launches into this big story, and the nutshell of it is he walks up to the counter, he asks about limits. He's told uh, what he could bet, uh, that he could bet basically whatever he wanted to. So he bet three three yeah. dimes, $3,000 on Thibodeau at plus 100 uh, to be selected within the first five picks. Now he was. He was selected fifth. Uh, there was an additional $1,000 to be picked number two at overall 300, uh, plus 350 odds. Yeah. And uh, then he took his money. They took his money. They printed his tickets. They asked him for ID. Sure enough, a few minutes later, a counter person comes back and says, listen, we've got to limit your $3,000 bet to 800. Your $1,000 bet's going to be dropped to 500 bucks. And uh, worse, you know, the lines have moved now. So we're going to change things around completely. He tells this story. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, listen, we'll play the clip. Here's, here's what he had to say in his own words. So there was only actually two books that had anything to offer. One was at the largest casino in Colorado at the Ameristar. Now, they don't run their own book. They outsource it to Barstool. I went up to Barstool and they actually had some folks at the counter. I asked the folks at the counter. What are your limits on the draft? My big man at the counter, big barrel chest said, we'll take whatever you bet. What you going to fire? I said, okay, I'm going to put three dimes. I want to bet three dimes on Thibodeau to come in top five plus 100. So even money, three dime bet to win three dimes. That's what I put down. They took the money. I said, I also want to take Thibodeau plus 350 for a dime to go overall number two. Sure, we'll take that. They're racking the money. They're counting out the money. They put the ticket out there. They don't hand me the ticket yet. Before they hand me the ticket, they say, oh, we're going to need your ID. Fine. All right. I'm an old guy. I'm sure this isn't about being 21 or not, but I'll let you look at my ID. They said, strictly a formality. We're going to run through the process and we'll be able to make the transaction and you'll go on your way. Well, come back to that after a couple of minutes discussion. They come back and say, well, we're going to have to limit the size of your bets. Instead of that $3,000 on Thibodeau to go top five, uh, we're going to make it $800. Ah. And the dime that you wanted to put on Thibodeau to go at plus 350 to go number two overall, we're going to drop that to a nickel. Okay, I get it. You're going to drop your bets. No more big barrel chests. You're going to yeah. fire and take my bets. That's okay. Let's do that. And then I do that. Oh, well, you know what? The lines now have changed. So you're not going to oh. get that at plus 100 anymore at oh, top five. You're going to get it at minus one. You're going to get it at minus 129. Oh, and the Thibodeau bet that was plus 350 to go number two overall. We've dropped that now to plus 250. What would you like to do, sir? I said, you can give me my money back and I'll hit the road. You guys can give Mickey Mouse ears to somebody else to go with your little ham and egg outfit here at the Barstool uh, Sportsbook there in the Amistar. Amistar Casino, I'm out. I took my money and left. That was the extent of my bet. Didn't be able to get anything in up the hill. So I just got the three bets here online that I talked about earlier. So he tells that story. And Dave Portnoy, of course, hears about this and hears about somebody that's complaining about Barstool and kind of rushes yeah. to the other side of things. Uh, and basically, in, in Dave Portnoy's words, and we'll play this clip as well, he says, you know, fuck that guy. Uh, the Colorado uh, Division of Gaming is investigating the Barcel Sportsbook incident for that. Uh, I think that Sharp, he, he tried to put money on the draft. Did you see that? Yes. Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. It's the draft. There's all sorts of inside information. They Listen, that's what 
A casino's is in it to make money. This wasn't a game that was just a normal line. He was, tr- he was literally driving around different casinos trying to get as much action on what he thought was like inside or, or information on the draft. So they take his license. They see that probably he's a sharp and they want to limit him. That happened to me when I tried not that I'm a sharp. When I was at one of their casinos, I tried to bet. On- All right. So there it is on both sides of things. Yeah. So, you know, Dave basically saying, hey, listen, it's the draft. There's a lot of inside information out there. Uh, a casino is within their rights. A sports book is within their rights to set limits. And if those limits are before or after the ticket is printed, but not handed to the customer, everybody's a okay. And technically, he's not wrong. Yeah, I, I think they should have honored it. Um, I think they should have probably done what was right. When, the, as far as I'm concerned, once the ticket's printed, the bet's in. Um, I mean, handing it, sure, it's technicality. I would have honored it. I think they should have honored it. I mean, it's like we keep saying how these companies are going to win. It's consumer loyalty, it's perception, and it's what have you done for me lately. Treating your customers like shit because of a technicality where that guy wins, he wins marginally, what, a couple thousand dollars? Now there's bad press all over the place, and we're fucking talking about it, so you probably want to chalk it up to millions of dollars in negative press um, as a result of that small action. So, I mean, shame on them. They should have definitely taken the other side, honored it, and we wouldn't be talking about it right now well let's let's talk about it then from a branding point of view because you're you're right i mean this guy is the yeah. face he's he's not just a you know some ambassador that they hired because of their name this guy is is part of the the lifeblood of this company he's in their dna yeah. uh to basically say you know fuck that guy and those are his words not mine get over it that's a pretty yeah. bold step and i do think if you're talking about the the bigger gamblers out there they may shy away from ever dealing with a bar stool ever again yeah, he's an I mean, he's a fucking asshole. I mean, he's an asshole for doing that. I mean, I, it's it it is what it is. I mean, he's got a brand. He's representative of a brand. Like he he's completely out of line. Just basically saying like fuck this guy. Like who's he think he is? Blah blah blah. Um, I'm on the side of the of of the patron. I think it's it's just complete bullshit, and it's going to look badly on Penn. Yeah, and I, I think that you know this is again this is the second time now in what a month that we've been talking about Dave Portnoy. Yeah. And not exactly for the right reasons, not for, hey, wow, you know, he really helped shareholders out here and made the company yeah. look good. It's sort of the other way around. But I mean, at the same time, it's a shtick. Like everybody knows who Dave Portnoy is because Dave Portnoy doesn't give a fuck and he causes controversy. So, I mean, as far as Dave Portnoy is concerned, he's probably fucking winning. Um, he's 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 on the right side of things, um, whether we're talking shit about him, whether people are talking shit about Penn or whether Penn's crushing it. Um, time will tell if that works. In the in in the corporate uh, hemisphere as well as for the brand, but uh, but yeah, I could bet you that he doesn't care either way. Well, it's it's with the theme of the show that you'd be able to bet me on that. So very good, very good. Yeah, yeah. Right on. We're keeping right on brand for us. Uh, PAPSA, yeah. of course, was the the act that fell that the United States Supreme Court shot down uh, four years ago. Uh, a lot of people celebrating that anniversary. I don't. I'm not big on four year anniversaries. You can ask my wife on that. She usually just gets some flowers, <laughs> maybe a a fruit basket, just to just change things up a little bit. But um, you know, it is interesting to look back though, where you see where we've where we've come. You know, the idea of Wrigley Field having its own sports book. When you look at the state of Tennessee yeah. that is very conservative going into the world of, uh, you know, going into the world of, of sports wagering from from having no casinos whatsoever. I think it's an interesting gut check at this point in time to see how far we've come and how much room there is still to grow and still to go in this industry itself. Oh, yeah, there's tons of room. I mean, this is just this is early innings. It's it's like it's like we're in the first inning all over again. Um, of seeing this grow. I mean, I think it's going to immensely grow over the next five to 10 years. Um, and it's truly going to go mainstream. 
You know, it, what what interested me as well, is I was reading one of these articles talking about the, the four-year anniversary. What is that, wood? Is it nickel? What do you get somebody for that? I got to check that out. Um, <laughs> they talked about Fox Bet. Now, remember yeah. pre, you know, basically right, right, right at the time that Papsa got knocked down and the Supreme Court said, no, okay, you can, you know, the states can figure it out for themselves. They can bring sports wagering in. Fox Bet was everywhere. Every NFL broadcast. Yeah, yeah. At this point, you can find them in a sum total of four states instead of yeah. seeing the most action out there. What is going on with this brand? Do you think that they're not they're not you know spread out across the country and creating something that's already hitched to a viable outlet? Yeah, I mean, they obviously don't get it. Um, they obviously don't get it. I mean, I think we were talking about their market share on one of the early episodes, and it was just maybe people think they're affiliated with Fox News. Just the net, just the negative, negative branding on the Fox name um, and what it gets, but it's, it blows my mind that they had the early mover advantage and they're sitting where they're at right now. Especially when they don't have to do media buys, like the buys are all baked. Not in. at all. They own it. Yeah. If you own them, you own the media engine. You own fucking everything. If you've got the audience and you've got the outlets, like just keep throwing it out there. People are probably going to buy into it sooner or later. Um, so yeah, I mean, it blows my mind that they can't even shake it or, or really start to build versus just retract as a uh, as a business. If you're running the network, though, do you abandon ship on that? Do you just say, okay, listen, there are too many players in the game now. We'd rather have their ad money. Why compete with them at this point? There's just it's just not. Yeah. There's no upside to this anymore. We've lost this game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would start to just monetize your competitors and then just figure it out. If, I mean, at some point, you're going to either breach equilibrium or pretty much come to equilibrium to where the net benefit from doing business with your competitors is better than probably the money that you're losing on the gambling business. And you're just fighting an uphill battle. Just take the money where it's available. It's a it's a great segue into what's going on in Canada. Obviously, there's been a lot of Canadian hockey played. You know, there's yeah, a lot yeah. of American teams. I, I believe the last team to win sucks the Stanley to be Cup. A, uh, sucks to be a Leafs fan. Oh, doesn't it? Does it ever? Uh, I, I encouraged yeah. everybody on social media the other day. I said, you know what? If you really want it, the Leafs to change, if you want that culture to change, uh, it's not about getting rid of the coach. It's not about getting rid of this player or that player. It's about turning your back on the franchise. Like, just... Just stop already. Yeah. Like stop being can, a zealot, you got, you can't, a zealot for the Leafs. I feel like the Leafs are like, I feel like the Leafs are like an iconic team. Like. Sure. But like, like the teams, people turn the their back on the gonna, Red Sox. People turn their back on the Red Sox. People turn their back in the 80s yeah. on the Yankees. The Cubs have had their, their backs turned on them. Like at some point you have to punish your team in order for them to get to the next I, level. I, I know, know it's weird you, to say. I, yeah. I don't know how they lost that series. Like to me, that's they just they just like stopped. Like you've got arguably a top two player in the league in Matthews. Yeah. And I mean, everyone else, I mean, you've got talent. Like it's not players, it's it's coaching and culture. And it sucks because oh. I wanted to play the Leafs. I don't want to play the Lightning. Oh, you're talking about Florida. I'm talking about the Panthers. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to I don't want to play the Lightning. They beat you know, the shit I out of us last year. I got to be honest with you, and this I don't mean this any disrespect to the state of Florida. The idea of Tampa playing Florida in hockey is probably one of the most nauseating things I've ever heard in my life. God, what a, what is second prize? A sedative and a warm bath? Like, give but me. But they're a two. Break. But they're two damn good teams. I mean, the Panthers are good. Like the Panthers were down three nothing to the Caps, sure. scored five sure. unanswered goals. Sure, Bob's but, playing. Bob's playing out of his mind. Yeah. Whew. And they're big markets. <laughs> South Florida is a big market. Actually, Tampa's not really a big market. Tampa's not a big um, market. And you're telling South me Florida's a big market. Is is Flo are Florida hockey games being sold out? Oh yeah, are you kidding? The place okay. is nuts. All right, fair enough. Just asking the, the question. Place is completely sold out for every every playoff game. One of the things I wanted to bring up, though, when it comes to the broadcast, because now obviously Ontario yeah. is is part of the the sports wagering market. They're the first one in the country. 
not everybody is enthused about the idea that there are segments within the hockey broadcast specifically to do with gambling. In fact, there's a ton of pushback on social media saying, you know, why is this interrupting my hockey broadcast? I want to know more about the X's and O's. Do you think that's just a bunch of salty Canadian hockey fans that are purists yeah. about things that don't want any part of change? Or is this, you know, you know, you're either going to have to have this medicine or go do something else. But what's oh, hold on. So, I mean, but what's it detracting from? So is it detracting from the actual game time or like the commentary during the intermissions? It would be the commentary during the intermission. So Sportsnet, for example, a good friend of mine, Cabby, who's fantastic, yeah. does a great job on, on Sportsnet bets. There's a segment that's programmed into into the, the hockey broadcast during the intermission, sort of to teach viewers a little bit I more mean, about betting like five, and subtleties. Are we talking like five minutes or like Yeah, you're minutes, looking about 10, that. 15. About that. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're just bitching to bitch. Like, why not put that in there? Like, educate people on what's going on. And I mean, the, the league doesn't, the league obviously loves that. And so do the teams because they're generating revenue from it. They're probably paying a shitload to be in the programming um, during the intermissions. It's just a bunch of purists complaining. Yeah, and I just don't think you can. That run intermission from it that shits. Much. No, that intermission stuff is boring as hell anyway. No one wants to sit there and just sit. What are they going to do? Just sit there and keep regurgitating exactly what you just watched? Like, well, that's you don't what they need were doing analysis. before. I mean, I know, but it's it's kind of. I mean, who really cares about that that much? Like, you just watched the entire game or the entire period, and now you want to have them analyze exactly what you just watched right after it. Put on some new content. Put on something that's engaging and something that's actually going to lure people in. Um, because, I mean, uh, honestly, most people tune in that shit out as soon as intermission happens anyway. Um, so you're losing them. At least try to uh, try to keep them sticky. Yeah, I don't disagree with you on that. Uh, the three big crypt- crypto yeah. exchanges, Crypto.com, FTX, and Coinbase, of course, they've committed millions, hundreds of millions of dollars to partnership deals with major sports leagues and teams over the last several months. Yeah. A lot of people wondering what the what the impact is going to be on some of those deals, on future deals, when we look at what has happened to crypto over the last couple of weeks. I know this is your ballpark and where you live, your sandbox, so to speak. So when you see this, do you have any fears, any concerns that some of these sports franchises have maybe signed a, a bad deal? The sports franchises? Yeah. I mean... Um, or the leagues themselves. Might not be... I mean, I'm pretty sure Coinbase is sitting on like $8 billion in cash. Um, FTX is also sitting on billions of dollars in cash. Um, crypto.com is probably doing the same. I mean, these companies, like they are a victim of the market to an extent, but they're not sitting on stockpiles of Ethereum and Bitcoin as their reserves or in their treasuries. Like they're making money on the way down when people are trading. They're making money on the way up when people are trading. Um, these companies are stable. And I mean, they operate just like, uh, just like a, a online brokerage would. If I don't, I don't think we question if TD Ameritrade or if E-Trade is going to go out of business just because the market takes a shit. Um, so, I mean, I think that I, honestly, I, I, th- I think that assumption is preposterous, um, but it's one that's for, being for made and that's like, why I like talking. Yeah, I mean, about it, it. but it's also, it, it's also bullshit because, okay, Ethereum is down probably 57% as of today. Um, and people say there's a crypto meltdown. Why don't you talk about the tech stock meltdown with fucking stocks that are down 70, 80, 90%? Like it's comparable. Like Ethereum is trading like a macro asset, like to say that there's a crypto crash or whatever. It's just. 
people want to talk about what they want to talk about. Like they're not going to talk about the tech rack or the market bubble burst. So, okay, like, why don't Pal- they do that? Is it because it, or, so let me ask. Let me because it's easy to talk. It's easy to it's easy to make an argument against crypto because people want to hear. Everyone that I talked about NFTs thinks they're a scam because all the me- mainstream media talks about is how they're a scam or how people are losing money, not how people are, are generating a ton of money um, in other avenues and actually creating real world use cases um, for NFTs. It's the media machine. So would you say that they're purposely striking fear around the unknown to scare the shit out of people? Yeah, exactly. I mean, at, at l- less emphasis on the purpose. Um, it's definitely purpose driven, but I don't think the, the, the real thesis behind it is to inflict harm um, into the crypto um, s- sector. I think it's mostly just that's what people want to hear. I mean, people don't want to hear that the 401ks and that their uh, their retirement accounts are getting fucking smoked right now. Um, people want to hear that, oh, all these kids and all these millennials have made a bunch of money in crypto. Now they're now, now the, the, this this amount of wealth has been erased um, from, uh, from from the markets. Tell start start drilling into their heads that this amount of their wealth from their four hundred one k has been slashed, or this this much of value has been taken out of the stock market. People will start to get more agitated. It's an easy mark. That's what it comes down to. It's yeah, an it's easy real, mark, it's, right? It's real easy. It's real easy, but I mean, the, the, the economics are comparable, whether you're talking about the stock market, whether you're talking about the crypto markets as a whole. So, uh, I mean, yeah, I, I, in, in, in long, in, in long form answer, I don't think that uh, any of those deals are bad. And I think the companies will be able to keep their financial commitment uh, to those sports organizations. Yeah. And I'm also not sure that the leagues or let's say even the, the Lakers, for example, what is that? A 20, 20 yeah. year deal, $700 million deal. I don't think that they're staying up at night thinking to themselves, I heard about crypto no. on the news. I'm not sure. Is this, is no. this deal safe? I don't think that's happening. No, zero. Uh, let's, let's talk a little bit about football because there was a lot made. I don't know if you're in the same chats that I am with with friends and whatnot, but it was like the NFL schedule came out last week. And I actually like this uh, because it, it shows yeah. you how much football is embedded in culture. Uh, the Buffalo yeah. Bills are the and I hate the fact that they are, uh, but the Buffalo Bills are the Super Bowl favorites just ahead of the Bucks and Chiefs. The Bills are at plus 700 Bucks and Chiefs at plus 800 and plus 900 respectfully, uh, respectively, rather. I, I think that this is an interesting moment because this is the first time fans other than the draft Anthony they get to talk about football they get to look at the games the lines are out for week one where you can look at it and say you know I want to bet this this is where I think this is going win totals are out it's a very interesting time for the NFL and I I love the fact that we can talk about it in May yeah I mean it's great I think Tampa's schedule is really hard Um, they've got probably the hardest schedule I think I saw Um, as far as Super Bowl goes you know who I'd be taking as a dark horse is Denver I think Denver is going to be really good. Big Russ. Um, yeah, I think I think Russ is going to flourish down there. I don't think the Chiefs make the Super Bowl. I, yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I think the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs take a step back. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like uh, Tyreek Hill was is is elite. I don't think Mahomes is going to take a step back. But I think people are going to find out how integral and how big of a piece of that offense um, he was. And I also think that Kelsey is on the way down. Travis Kelsey, um, just, fa- just, just yeah, Travis Kelsey, just father time. I don't think that offense is going to look as good as it's done in previous years. I think for the first time in a long time, I don't disagree with you on the Chiefs. I, th- I think there is going to be a, a slight regression yeah. there where they're going to knock themselves down a peg. Uh, I could see the same happening for the Cincinnati Bengals. I don't don't think of them as just you know an automatic to return mm, to the Super Bowl just because they were there last year. You disagree? I don't know about that. I like that offense. I mean, it's youth. It's all youth. I think Jamar Chase is going to get better. Um, I think Joe Burrow, 
probably will get better um, year over year. And I, I think that's, I think it's a good offense and I think it's a great defense. Um, I think that they've probably got a better shot of going back uh, versus uh, someone like, or even going versus someone like Kansas city. See, I look at it as a Bills fan and, you know, a guy who's followed his team for the, the worst parts of you know the last two decades. I look at it and I get nervous. I, first of all, I have no idea why we're the Super Bowl favorites. I look at the schedule right up until the bye week. Because I, I, I know why. And listen, there's a ton of weapons on this team, both offensively and defensively. Yeah. Phenomenal studs when we talk about athleticism. But you look at the this Bill's schedule right before the, the bye, and it's a gauntlet they're being asked to run. Not only that, you have a situation where they've got more primetime games than I ever remembered them being scheduled in. They're back yeah. on Thanksgiving Day against the Lions. There's a lot of pressure there, and I'm not sure I would put hey, – listen, I respectfully, if, if you want to go do it, do it. But I'm not putting my money on my own team as Super Bowl favorites right now. I think you'll probably be able to get them at much better odds if you wait a little bit. Maybe they get some of the kinks worked out. They're they're doing the opening game against the Rams in Los Angeles. That's yeah. not an easy task. We're not just assuming the Buffalo no. going to walk in there and kick their ass. No, 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 no. I mean, I think that's going to be a tough game. I also think you failed to mention that they play Miami twice um, in the season. So you're breaking up. I can't. Uh, I don't know what's happening the, the, there. It's- the, 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 those are going to be two pretty tough games. <laughs> Those are going to be two uh, two pretty <laughs> tough games. I, I think there are two. They're, they're, they're both losses on your schedule. Both lo- Those are the L's. Those are the L's. Yeah, yeah. I, I completely yep. forgot. Um, Tua, you, you, Tua is going to outduel. Uh, Tua is going to outduel Allen both games. I was. What's Tua going to do? Put up six, seven touchdowns, all passing. Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Hundred oh, yeah. percent. Cheetah, yeah. Cheetah and Waddle. That'll be great. That'll be great stuff. I can't wait. I hope wait they're It's going to be such a shitty season. <laughs> if they're if they suck, it's going to be such a shitty season. I, listen, I don't think the Dolphins will suck. I think they, I think they'll be a good team. I think they will make the playoffs. I just don't think that they're on the same level as Buffalo, just because they haven't had enough time to. No, 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 no. They're not. I'm, just, I'm being, I'm being facetious. They're nowhere yeah. near on the same level as Buffalo. But if Tua sucks, it's going to be depressing because then it's like back to the drawing board. It's like, all right, he's not the guy. He's gone, and now what? Yeah, so and I, I think that it's, the it's, now what's all yeah. around the quarterback position because I wouldn't touch a lot of the other pieces that Miami has. No. No, I mean, they've got two decent running backs with Mostert and Chase Edmonds. I mean, I watched Chase Edmonds a decent amount because I had, uh, the hell's the other guy's name? Uh, Connor. So I used to pay attention to what Arizona was doing in the backfield. And Edmonds is actually pretty good. Um, But I mean, Waddle and uh, Gusecki and Hill are going to be something to watch if Tua can hit them. I want to just end on this because I think this is an interesting chat about where the industry itself is headed. There's a company called Interactive and their founder and CEO talked to the New Jersey online gambling publication saying that their company has uh, tried to work out how to deal with customers in a more hands-on way. They've actually hired employees who literally speak to the gambler's native language and call them with localized phone numbers. And he just checks in just to ask how they're doing and, you know, have a conversation about them, see, you know, if they can be helped in any any other way. When I look at my email inbox, because I've signed up to every app just to basically test run them here in Ontario, I see nothing but just kind of form letters. This is a rather interesting idea going back to. Just calling up and saying, hey, how are you doing? Are we doing a good job for you? Is there a bet you'd like to see? You know, is there enough on our site? This is not a bad way to do things. No, it's not a bad way, but I can assure you it's not a cost effective way. Um, I mean, that at scale is going to get very expensive. 
Um, I think it's good. I think it's a, it, it proves a certain level of customer service. Um, I think that it's it's doing things the right way. But as far as doing things like cost effectively and and efficiently, not sure it's uh it's it's sustainable uh, long term. But I mean, I would like it if someone was, if I had someone at my disposal um, calling me versus me actually having to call them from a customer service perspective. Um, so I mean, it's great to see. I mean, I because would be, generic I would emails be inclined let, to use it. Yeah, let's yeah, just generic say generic suck. emails don't work. No, 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 no. For me, the best thing is live chat. If I don't have to talk to somebody and I don't have to deal with some bullshit forum, if I can go on your website, fill a box, hit a button, and a live chat pops up, and anything can be solved within your ecosystem, for me, that's the best um, best, best way to interact with a company. Do you ever live chat the Miami Dolphins and just say, hi, my name is Anthony. Can you win the Super Bowl? No. Can you please? No, I, I, I'm going to start, start tweeting at them, though. Um, I did buy a couple Tua cards. So okay. we'll see what happens. Yeah. That's an investment that could go one or, way or the other. Uh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. They're, it's, it's, it's zero sum, and I bought some pretty expensive ones. So it's either fucked or, uh, or he does pretty well, and they do well. All right, so what have we learned today? Don't, don't fade the Miami Heat. Don't buy into the no. hype around the Boston Celtics. Buy into the hype on the Golden State Warriors. And uh, Anthony may or may not have the Dolphins in the Super Bowl. We don't know. We don't know at this point. But. Super Bowl, no. I'm going to be uh, realistic, but I do think they go uh, – Deep in the playoffs. All right, fair enough. Maybe we'll meet you in the AFC Conference Championships and everybody will be happy. Uh, it wouldn't uh, be such a bad be an thing. Embarrassing out, be an embarrassing <laughs> outcome. I don't want to play the Bills. I'm Anthony, fine. Thank, thank you so much. I'm actually off to a secret location uh, doing some interviews this week, going down to Washington, D.C. Oh, yeah, that's right. Secret. I'm going to talk to some people in the esports community. We're going to have a great time down there. Uh, so I will be uh, doing that. We'll see some of that, of course, up on YouTube, on our YouTube channel. Don't forget, if you haven't subscribed and you like what you saw right now, please feel free to subscribe, comment, do all the great stuff. Hit the, hit the little bell thing that they've got going on there. All that good stuff. Anthony, it's been fun. It's been real. Talk soon. Subscribe to Guaranteed Money wherever you get your podcasts and find out more details at thedalesreport.com. Don't forget also to check out our YouTube channel for more content.